Welcome into Straight Up Sports. I am your host, Devin Albertson. It's time to talk about Missouri eight-man football once again. Another exciting weekend in the books. Last week, you can go back to my re- uh, reaction show from last Friday and get the results from all those games as well. Um, just a couple of big takeaways, at least. Uh, Stanberry getting throttled by Albany, 78-24. to Stanberry, they fell down on the rankings a little bit. I thought they should have fallen out of the rankings, but they stayed in there in the top 10. Albany finally jumps into the top 10 for the first time this year. Good for them. Um, Bedford beat Worth County last week. Worth County was ranked number 3, beat them 64-56. to Worth County has to fix that defense going forward if they're going to beat teams like North Andrew and Pattonsburg in the GRC. Um, and no other, I guess the, the cab did beat King city 42 to 34 in the other ranked matchup that was big there last Friday. So a big win for the caps as they raise rise up the rankings a little bit more going into this week. Um, so the games that are on for this week, I'm just going to go start with 275 conference and then go all the way through the, through the GRC, CRC and, um, Wemo conferences and kind of see there's 15 games this week. It's the same as on week one. We only had 14 games last week. But here we start out with a big one in the 275. DeCab at Southwest Livingston, 8 versus 9 here. Uh, DeCab has faced ranked opponents in all f- um, three of their games now. They started off, of course, at home versus 9 Rockport, then at home versus number 10 King City, and now at number 9 Southwest Livingston. So a tough schedule to start here for DeCab. And as much as I like the Cab this year, I think they're going to be a really good football team. I do think they'd lose this game. I'm not sure, but Livingston, um, I think they should have lost last week to South Holt and Holt, but I think the Spartans are better than what their record shows right now as well. Um, but I think Livingston just a little bit better. I don't know if DeCab can stop Mac Anderson. Last year, I believe this score, this game was an utter shootout. Um, so that could bode well for... DeCab going into this one. I'm going to look that up here real quick as we're talking about it. Um, but there's stars on each side of the field for this um, game, of course. Sorry, trying to find all these scores and stuff. Should have looked it up beforehand. That is on me, but... Um, yeah, but you have Darren McElfresh for DeCab, and then Mac Anderson for Southwest Livingston. I'll pull up this cab schedule from last year here real quick and kind of see. Have you guys noticed, have you, is even been on the mission website how much harder it is to navigate this dang thing? It's nearly impossible. Now, you have to click 15 things to see a schedule for a team. It's ridiculous at this point. I like there's more options, but the navigation is just not smooth whatsoever. Okay, yeah, last year, Livingston won that game down in Ludlow, 48-40. to I expect a very similar game this week. I mean, DeCab has done a good job scoring the first couple weeks, scoring 44 and 42 points, averaging um, 43 points per game, but they have given up 38 to Rockport and 34 to King City. So their defense still has a few holes in it. I think Mac Anderson and that Livingston attack will be able to find him. Also, Chase Neptune stepped up big time last week for Livingston as they scored uh, those 66 points at South Holt, not only Holt. I just think Livingston has a little too much firepower. I don't trust their defense, but I don't trust the Cavs' defense either at this point. So give me Livingston in a very, very close game, but not really an upset here. It's 8 versus 9, uh, but give me Livingston to win at home. I'm sorry, that last year that game was in DeCap. So that's on me this year in Livingston. Uh, give me Livingston in that one. 
Uh, then I got Northwest Nottoway at Platte Valley. I will be calling this game for KNIM 95.9 on Friday there from Barnard, Missouri, 645. Tune in if you want to listen to that game. So I won't give you a score update because I'm staying um, bipartial in that one. Bipartisan, I don't know what where it is right now, but I'm trying to say neutral in that game as much as possible. Uh, Northwest now I did struggle mightily last week versus East Hatchin, who I think is a really good football team. So we'll see. Both these teams do come in 0-2. Northwest now I lost to Stewartsville week one, lost to East Hatchin last week, while Plant Valley, a couple of tough games, lost to Mountain City, and then lost to Rockport to start the year. So a couple of tough games for Plant Valley. Uh, they need to get in the winning ways here versus Northwest Nottoway. And the Muskets, I'm not sure. Um... If Gabe Goff is playing or not for them, he got injured in the second quarter versus East Hatch, and I'll have to look to see if he's going to play or not uh, this Friday. But if he don't, if they don't have Gabe Goff, it'll be a tough sledding there for that Northwest Nottoway offense. Uh, the, the next one we got is Rockport at Stewartsville. Uh, give me Rockport here. I don't think Stewartsville is very good, um, and I think Rockport is going to be solid. This, they're they're going to be an average team at 275, but they're better than Stewartsville this year. Um, I will say... Joey Heron does lead the state in rushing with 515 yards through just two games. So he's averaging about almost 260 yards per game this season. Uh, he's going to be the guy that can get the ball to a lot early in offense. So uh, Joey Heron first in rushing yards. He's fourth in total yards um, just behind Blake Buchanan of Warwick, Tyler Guerin of Osceola, and the Mac Anderson of Southwest Livingston. So he's right there fourth in total yardage. Those are all just rushing yards. He leads the state in rushing, and he's tied sixth with eight touchdowns on the year for the most in eight man. I believe he's tied second rushing touchdowns. I uh, just find Kaiser Hughes and Norbert Harden Central and tied with Blake Buchanan of Warwick. So Joey Heron is still a very good football player there at Warwick. Uh, there at Rockport, he's going to give them a big boost going forward. I think they do beat Stewartsville. Last 275 in-conference game is South Holt Nottoway Holt at East Atchison. Unfortunately for the Spartans, I think they're going to start the year 0-3. East Atchison is a very good number three team in the state right now. South Holt Nottoway Holt lost week one to Worth County the last week to Southwest Livingston. I think they should have won that game last week, but they lost. Tough loss there for the Spartans, and I think they're going to start out 0-3 for the second year in a row. The good thing for the Spartans is their schedule does lighten up. A bit here. I mean, it has to. They've placed two ranked teams at the start of the year as well. Uh, only them and DeKalb have done that so far this year. And they'll play another ranked team this week in East Atchison. So, tough sledding here for South Holt, not away Holt. Um, I just don't think they have the firepower to keep up with East Atchison. Um, they don't have the horses on defense, I should say, to stop East Atchison. They, the Spartans are going to be able to score a few points there against the Wolves. They just won't be able to uh, do enough to win that game. So, tough there for the Spartans to start the year. But I still think they're could win five games this year um, with, the reg- with their schedule. Um, I went through a few days ago and did a projected thing. I think I do have them projected to finish the year five and four. So um, as much as they're going to start 0-3, that's a tough way to start the season. I do think they finish strong and win um, mo- many of their final uh, scheduled games here just in the year. Uh, it starts here in week three. And next week, week four, uh, but they are going to lose this week in week three. Uh, non-conference matchup, number one, Mound City at number seven, Albany. This should be a heck of a matchup. I think Albany is probably a top five team, arguably, in the state um, right now. Kind of hard to tell with them in Worth County, who should be number five, in my opinion. Um, trying to remember who I had, where I had Albany in this week's poll. I think I had them... Um, 
I had them at six, just behind North Andrew and Albany. North Andrew and Worth County. So I have them six right now. They're arguably a top five team in the state. They're ranked seventh going into this week. So I think Albany is a very good football team, and I expect them to win this game. I started fitting to give Mountain City all they can handle in this game, but I think Mountain City is one of the top two teams in the state. I have number two in my rankings just behind Pattonsburg, but I view it as 1A and 1B over there between the two Panthers. Um, and I think Mountain City is just a really good football team. But Albany, if you ever hear anybody talk about Albany, it's always they're well-coached, they're going to do everything to a T, they're fundamentally sound. If you make a mistake, they're going to capitalize on it. So Mountain City has to be buttoned up in this game or they could lose to Albany. Last year, Mount City won this game fairly easily, but they also played maybe one of their best games of the year. Albany could give them some fits this year. I think Mount City wins, but I think it's a tight, contested matchup. One that Mount City hasn't played in a regular season since last year at South Holt, Nottie Holt. So I think Mount City wins this one, but it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, up next in the GRC, number five, Worth County at Bramer. This one shouldn't be a much of a contest. Worth County should roll in that one. Um... Up next, we have Stanbury at King City. Stanbury ranked number nine in this game. King City did receive votes in the last um, poll, of course. Um, and I made a mistake earlier. Southwest Livingston is ranked 10th in the state, not 9th. So that's on me. I had my um, numbers mixed up here in my spreadsheet. Uh, but Stanbury, number nine at King City. Uh, this is going to be a quote unquote upset, but I'm taking King City to win this game over Stanbury. I just don't think Stanbury's that good this year. I think they have a lot of talent, but it's a lot of young talent. And I just don't think they're going to be able to stand up with King City. King City did receive three uh, points in the last uh, poll. Um, one tenth place and one ninth place in the rankings. So I think King City is still a pretty solid team. They're one of those four or five bubble teams you could fit anywhere from uh, 9 to 15. Kind of that little area. Um I think they're going to get on winning ways. They've had a tough schedule to start the year, too. So I guess they've also played two ranked teams opponents start the year, now facing a third one. As you remember, in week one, they hosted North Andrew, lost to them by 14. Last week, they went to DeKalb, lost by eight. So they've lost two games by a combined 22 points to two teams that are both um, now in the top seven of the rankings. So it's really tough there. North Andrew is a top five team right now. Um, so that's a tough way to start the year for King City. I think they get back in the winning ways. I think they upset Stanbury. This is my fourth upset pick of the year. Um, of course, week one, I picked a cab over Rockport, cha-ching. Uh, last week, I did pick Albany to beat Stanbury, cha-ching. And then I picked Livingston to lose to South Holt, Nami Holt. That's the one I got wrong. So I'm 2-1 and one of my upset picks. Uh, but this one, another upset. I'll take King City at home over Stanbury in a minor upset. Um and then up next here, probably the big one, the GRC. Number two, Pattonsburg at number four, North Andrew. A couple of guys to look for in this game. Of course, everyone knows for Pattonsburg. Uh, the thing that makes that engine kind of go is Stephen Wilhite. Um, already on the year, 318 yards passing. He didn't have very many versus Bramer, but he also didn't really have to. He has 11 touchdowns, which leads the state right now in passing. He has 12 total touchdowns, which is second in the state. 363 total yards, which is 10th right now in the state. Uh, so Will Height, very good. He has the two top receivers in the state right now on Brett Emick and Patrick Cowley. Uh, 206 and 197 yards, respectively. Also, Cowley, five touchdowns. Emick, four to start the year here for Pattonsburg. Also, Carter Crone with two receiving touchdowns for him as well. So, very good receiving core there for Pattonsburg. Um, 
and I watched these two teams play in the Jamboree over in Pattonsburg before the year started, and it wasn't much. Uh, it wasn't even at all. Pattonsburg was the much better team that day. I think North Andrews kind of figured out what they do well at this point, so they're a better team now than they were at that Jamboree. Jaden Baker looks pretty good. Thrown for 208 yards right now, which is the tenth, which is the ninth most in the state right now, and also five touchdowns, which is tied for the third most. Um, but it's his all-around game. I mean, he's 382 yards total offense, which is ninth in the state right now, and eight total touchdowns, which is tied for sixth. So Jaden Baker is a very, very dynamic athlete there for North Andrew. He's going to be tough to stop. Um, Hayden Eckers has come out as a pretty good receiving option for him on the outside. Um, so North Andrew still has some athletes over there. I just don't think they have the horses to contend with uh, Pattonsburg at this time. Pattonsburg it's just them at Mount State just the league of their own right now. I think after two, I think there's a slight drop off the East Action at three, and then I'm pretty, and then a decent little drop off to the next three teams there in Worth County, North Andrew, Albany, all that next little tier. So you got tier one, Mount State and Pattonsburg, at a half step behind East Action, and then three teams there. I believe with Worth County, North Andrew, and Patton, and um, Albany, and I still think North Andrew can jump up there and beat Pattonsburg, even with this game being. At North Andrew, I just think Pattonsburg's a better team, so give me Pattonsburg to get the win there versus North Andrew, but a lot of points. Ooh, there'd be some points scored in that game. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, Bishop LeBlanc in a non-conference matchup. Um, they're, of course, an independent. They're playing Veritavis Christian. Uh, they should win that one, I believe. Veritavis Christian uh, lost to Albany 48-0 in Week 1. Um, so I think Bishop LeBlanc won't win by that score, but I think they're going to get their first win in 8-man. They've had a tough start of the year, losing to Pattonsburg by 40, and then getting stomped by North Andrew last week, 74-13. to 13. So uh, give me LeBlanc to beat Veritas Christian and get their first win in eight-man. Um, up next, we go down to the CRC, North Shelby at Norbert Harden Central. Uh, Norbert Harden Central two in, is 1-1 one one on the year. They beat East Casey East Christian in week one by two. They lost last week to at work by 30. It's not a bad loss for... Uh, the Aggies, they are still a young team, but Kaiser Hughes is putting up massive numbers. 477 yards rushing, nine touchdowns on the ground alone. Um, I believe he also has 65 yards passing as well in the year to give him a total of 542 yards of total offense. He's fifth in the state in total offense and fourth with 10 touchdowns on the year. Um so he's the guy that makes that offense go there for the Aggies. He's going to be tough to stop um, for North Shelby. But North Shelby, uh, they made a statement last week. Of course, week one, they lost to Waco, Iowa, 48-38. to Tough loss. They felt like they should have won that game. They came back last week versus Hughesville and made a statement, won 84-2. So North Shelby, I think they win this game. I think they're going to win next week as well and get ready for week five. I can look ahead. They have week five, they host North Andrews. So that's a big game for that for that program uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks, and I think they get a win here, a big conference win on the road at the Aggies. Long trip from Shelbyville to either Norbert or Harden. I'm not sure which one they're playing at, but it's a long trip. Uh, they're led by Dayton Mets, um, 359 yards of total offense, which is tied for 12th in the state right now. Um, he's a guy who's 12th in passing yards, 142, and he is... 11th in rushing yards with 217. So he's kind of a guy that's on the brink of getting the top 10 in a lot of categories, whether it's passing or rushing or just total yards. He's right there on the bubble for all of them. Um, and he's played really well this year um, for 
the Raiders over there. He also has five rushing touchdowns in the year, which is tied seventh in the state. Uh, so they should be interesting to see this week. I do think North Shelby um, will win this game. And I think they're going to start creeping back in and getting some more recognition and maybe getting to the top ten of the media poll. Uh, they did receive one and a half votes. One guy voted for Livingston and North Shelby for his tenth spot. So they split a vote there with Southwest Livingston. Another guy did vote them in this top ten. So they got a little bit of love this week. I think they get a little bit more next week. Um, they were just on the outside of the top ten in week one. That loss to Waco took a lot of wind out of their momentum in the sales and the polls, but I think they're going to start picking that up here and pick up a couple of dominating wins like a couple of weeks. So give me North Shelby to win that one at Norburn Harden Central. Uh, next, up next, Chili Howie at Northwest Hughesville. Give me Hughesville. Uh, Chili Howie is just really bad. Hughesville coming off a really bad loss to North Shelby. I think they're going to come back next week and play uh, much better. So give me Northwest Hughesville um, to win that game. And then after that, we got a non-conference matchup between Drexel and number six, Oric. Oric up to number six in the preseason poll, in the media poll. It's a little high for me. I have him number nine in my poll, so I have him still behind Albany, Livingston, and DeKalb. Um, but I think Oric's still a pretty solid football team right now. Um, they are led in their offense, I believe, by Blake Buchanan. Yeah, he is... 347 yards passing along with 465 yards rushing gives him the state lead for total yards with 812 total yards on the year. He's also third in touchdowns with 11. Um, so he's played really well. I mean, he's got three passing touchdowns and eight more on the ground. So Blake Buchanan playing outstanding for Oryx, picking up right where uh, Seth McAfee left off last year for the Bearcats down there in Oric. He's a very dynamic athlete. Has a couple of decent receivers. Ethan Wilson, 135 yards this year um, to kind of lead their team. So Oric, uh, definitely a solid team this year. you got to watch out for them. They might be able to pop up and make a little bit of noise this year down south. They did go to the semifinals last year. Lost their best offensive player and their best lineman, but looks like they're playing well to start this season down there in Oregon. They start the year 2-0, 2-0 in conference play. I think it's down to them or North Shelby to win that conference this year. They had a big win versus Norman Hartnell last week, um, did Oric, And they got Drexel this week, who is 1-1 one one now in 8-man after beating Liberal week 1 and losing Appleton City. Uh, Drexel has one game of stats in there, so I don't want to give just that one game um, stat totals up for them. But they've transitioned pretty well to 8-man this year. Just a 10-point loss. They were down bigger. Close to 30 by halftime, I think, to Appleton City. So a couple of late scores made that game look closer than what it actually was. Uh, give me Oric to win at home here. And then we have a Wemo game here in conference. Rich Hill at Osceola. Rich Hill got their first uh, D, uh, eight-man win last week over Chillahowie, 78-16. to Lost week one to Appleton City, 62-24. to I think Rich Hill will be decent this year. I know nothing about them because they're not posting their stats. So I don't know who even to praise down there at Rich Hill. Um, but they play Osceola, and Osceola does post their stats, and Tyler Guerin is still tearing it up right now. He has 10 passing touchdowns, second in the state. He leads the state with 548 yards passing. He's also seventh in the state with rushing with 259 yards um, and five touchdowns, which is also tied seventh. So he's just an all-around guy. He's second in the state in total yards with 807, just five yards behind Buchanan of Oric, and he leads the state with 15 total touchdowns, three ahead of Will Height and four ahead of Buchanan. So he's been... Very, very good this year, start the year, as Osceola is 2-0 to start the year, 1-0 in conference play, as, of course, they have beaten um, to start the year week one. They beat Northwest Hughesville 
74 to 38. And last week they beat Liberal 56 to 38. So uh, defense very consistent there. Uh, we'll see if they can keep it going here. I do think they beat Reach Hill. Um, so I'll just say that I think they beat Reach Hill, Reach Hill um, and go to 3 and 0 and 2 and 0 in conference play. And I believe the Wemo conference can come down to Osceola versus Appleton City. I think in week eight. No, week seven is that game. Week seven, that will be for the conference, I believe. Um, we're a little ways away from there, but um, give me Osceola to win that one. Um, then Liberal and Appleton City both play teams in Kansas. Liberal goes to Chetopa, Kansas. Uh, give me Liberal, I guess. I know nothing about Chetopa. Uh, don't really know anything about Liberal either. They don't post their stats. Um, but Liberal uh, trying to get their first eight-man win. Um, of course, they lost to Osceola last week, and they lost to Drexel by a touchdown in week one. So, Liberal trying to get their first eight-man win. I think they do get it this week versus Chetopa. And then KC East Christian at Appleton City. Uh, KC East, not very good. They lost Norbert Norman week one. Not sure they did week two, but there's not usually a very good program over there. Appleton City did reach the top ten in the rankings. Wait, no, they didn't. They're just outside. They were the team that was 11th pretty much in the rankings. Um, so Appleton City, I think they're going to get ranked next week because I, I believe the loser, DeKalb Livingston, might fall out of the top 10. Um, and I believe Stanbury will fall out of the top 10. So I think Appleton City will get ranked um, going into next week. So we'll see what happens with their Appleton City. Getting another big win to start the year. They're going to start eight-man out 3-0, I believe. Um, and then they'll have Chilla Howie next week. So 4-0, a possible start for um, Appleton City before week five. They, sorry, they got Hughesville, then Chilla Howie. So they're going to start 5-0, I believe, on the year. And they got Pleasanton, Kansas. It could be a 6-0 start going into that week seven matchup with Osceola. So big matchups coming there for Appleton City in week seven. They should cruise to that point while Osceola... They should cruise up until week four when they go to North Andrew. That'll be a big test for Osceola next week. Um, so, yeah, big games this week. I think the game of the week is Pattonsbury at North Andrew with a close second being Mount State at Albany. So, DeKalb Livingston is a, is a distant third. I don't know. I'm just not that excited for that game right now. I'm not sure why. I think it should be a fun game to go to. If you're going to Ludlow, that will be a fun one to watch. I just think the other two games um, have teams that are state contenders playing in them. I don't think DeKalb or Livingston, either one is going to state, even though Livingston could go to the Final Four because they're in a fairly weak district. Um, I was mentioning stats a little bit. I'll have those stats posted for Moe 8-Man Football in the morning by the time you're listening to this. So if you want to go there, you can see who's leading the state in passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards, total yards, and then passing touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, and total touchdowns as well from scrimmage. So those will be posted by the morning. So don't want to miss those out. If you want to retweet those, that'd be great. Kind of get the kids some recognition a little bit uh, for all their hard work um, going into this year. I didn't post them after week one because there was a massive um, just blockade of teams. People with like one touchdown, and then you had like eight of them tied there for like ninth place in the state. And that's just hard to post those stats because there's so many tied. There's still a lot a log jam at receiving touchdowns, but that's really the only log jam uh, that we're getting right now for the total stats for the year. Um, just kind of a breakdown by conference. Uh, 275, there's three undefeated teams in East Ashton, Mountain City, and DeKalb. I think Mountain City and East Ashton are a step ahead of everybody else. And I believe DeKalb, Livingston, South Holt, Holt, and Rockport in the next little tier. And then Stewartsville, Northwest Nottingham, and Platte Valley are in that bottom tier. 
So I think it's split into three tiers there with 275. And I think Mount St. East Atchison, whenever they do play each other, which I believe should be coming up decently soon. I believe. Let me try to find it here. Okay, not week nine, not week eight, not week seven. Week six. Week six at East Atchison. So that'll be a big game. I believe that should decide who wins the conference. So week six is a huge game. Mountain City does play Livingston next week. I don't think that should be much of a contest for Mountain City. Livingston doesn't play enough defense to beat Mountain City. They haven't for a couple of years. So that's kind of what I see with that. But if East Atchison does play DeKalb next week. So maybe DeKalb, if they beat Livingston, then upset East Atchison, they can jump in that um, top tier. But I don't see it happening. In the GRC, I believe that it's um, Pattonsburg, I believe, is the best team. And then you have Albany, North Angel, Worth County should all be the, vying for number two in the conference with a chance to upset Pattonsburg and move to number one. So we'll kind of see what happens. I think it's just a four-team race. I think King City is a distance uh, six-team in the conference. Then Stanbury will be seventh. I don't know if Stanbury wins another conference game. I just don't see it because they got stomped by Albany. They're not going to beat Pattonsburg this year. They shouldn't beat North Andrew or Worth County. And I think they're going to lose to King City this week. So that's just a tough conference for Stanbury this year. It's going to be weird to see Stanbury with a losing record, but when they have a young team, they should be really good next year. But this year could be just a blip on the radar for Stanbury. And Bramer's just not very good. It was Pattonsburg was up 50 to nothing in the first seven minutes of the first quarter last week. I mean, that's just... I feel bad for Bramer. They just don't have the numbers, the talent right now. They have, they have no seniors in their roster, so maybe they'll be better next year, but just really tough for them right now. Uh, Central River, talked about this earlier. It's a two-horse race with Oric and North Shelby. Uh, Norbert Hart Central is a, it's an okay third team. And then Sheila Howie and Hughesville both just aren't very good, and they'll be fighting for that fourth spot in that conference. The Wemo, um, Appleton City and Osceola both pretty good. I think they're going to vie for the conference title. Um, I do think Osceola wins that conference. Uh, then Drexel, Richel, and Liberal. I think they're all pretty even down there. Maybe Drexel's the best of the three there, but it's hard to tell at this point um, down there in the Wemo. Um, if I gave my predictions for the Final Four right now, uh, I'd probably be Osceola out of District 1. I'll go North Shelby out of District 2 right now. I think they might be able to beat Livingston actually in the District Championship game over there and take that one. Um, Ulrich also competing really well there. I think North Shelby flying on the radar a bit. They'll be my upset pick to make the final four. Uh, District three, give me uh, Pattonsburg and a tough one. And then District four, uh, shaping up to be maybe the toughest district. Right now they have number one, three, and four in the state ranked in their district with East Atchison, Mount City, North Andrew, not respectively, but those three teams are all right in there. So it's three of the top four teams in the state all in District 4. I do believe Mount City will win that district, though, and return to the state semifinals. And right now, I still my state prediction would be Pattonsburg over Mount City. So that's what I have there. Right now, District 4 has four ranked teams. District 3 has four ranked teams. And there's two ranked teams in District Number 2. No ranked teams in District 1, but that should change uh, here soon with Appleton City and Osceola both kind of knocking on the door there. They're the next two teams that aren't ranked um, in the media poll. Both got four points in the last poll. Um, so, of course, the top ten this week, Mound City, Pattonsburg, East Atchison, North Andrew, Worth County, Oric, DeCab, Albany, Stanbury, Southwest, Livingston, receiving those Appleton City, Osceola, Rockport, King City, and North Shelby. Um, so that's what we have for you guys. Uh, the media poll, 
I agree with the top five pretty much. I might flip with County and North Andrew, but I see why you put North Andrew above them right now because they're 2-0 and with County is 1-1. One one. I understand that. Um, I think Pattonsburg's the best team in the state, but I can see why people put Mountain City at 1. Uh, East Ashton did get one first-place vote. Mountain City got four, Pattonsburg two. So that's the breakdown of the top three teams. Uh, six, Oric. I think they're a little high. I think Albany... I guess Albany is actually eight. I think Albany is a bit low. I think they're better than DeKalb and Oryx. I'd probably put Albany at least six um, overall. That's where I have in my polls. So, but it is what it is. They played the first game was against um, a team that's out of state, and then last week against a, very, a kind of overrated Stanbury team. Uh, Stanbury at nine makes no sense to me. I'm not sure why they're ranked. I mean, they got a couple of votes. One at seven. Uh, one person left them at five in their rankings. Uh, a ninth place vote and a tenth place vote, so they got a little bit of love this week, but I think they're going to fall out after this week. And then Southwest Livingston, I might be a little bit higher on them, but I see why they're at ten. Um, I did vote for Oric and Appleton City in my last uh, poll, and they're both um, just on the outside. I guess Oric is six. I have them at nine. I think they're just behind um, Albany, DeKalb, and Livingston. But we'll see what happens going into this week. Um, lock and change. We get more information, and we'll try to be as um, fluid with that as possible. So that's what we have for you guys um, this week. There are nine undefeated teams. So shout out to Albany, Appleton City, DeKalb, East Ashton, Mountain City, North Andrew, Oric, Osceola, and Pattonsburg for starting the year all two and zero. And six of those teams, seven of those teams, are ranked going into week number three. Only Appleton City and Osceola are unranked at this point. Um, 0-2 teams, there are... 9 is them as well. You have Bishop LeBlanc, Bramer, Chillahowie, King City, Liberal, Hughesville, North and West Nottoway, Plant Valley, and South Holt, Nottoway Holt. Um, I believe you have Chillahowie, Northwest Hughesville, Northwest Nottoway, Platte Valley, so you'll have at least two teams fall from the ranks of the unbeaten, of the of the winless. I believe LeBlanc and King City will as well. So I think next week you'll have at least, I think, Bramer, I think Liberal also. So, But they're kind of a mix-up right now. So I think right now you have Bramer and South Holt, Nottoway Holt will start the year 0-3. And I think this, South Holt, Nottoway Holt is a lot better than the record. That's all I'm going to say about them right now. Um, so yeah, that's what we have for you guys for this week's podcast. I went a little bit longer than I was going to about 30 minutes, but a lot to talk about. Um, I'll have a travel thing up as well for week number three. I guess I already had it made. Um, shortest trip this week, Stanbury at King city, just 12 miles, 15 minute trip there for the Bulldogs down the street. Uh, the game I'm calling Northwest, not away at Platte Valley, just a 30 minute uh, trek there. Um, from north, from Hopkins to Barnard, uh, 30 miles, 34 minutes. So, second long shortest trip. Uh, longest trip is North Shelby to Norburn Harden Central, 126 miles, a little over two hours um, of driving in that one. Um, every other trip, it's pretty much an hour and a half at least, uh, or under. Worth County Bramers, an hour and 40. Um, but everything else is decently close about an hour away at least. So nothing too radical this week, unlike week one where there was three trips of two hours or more. So um, average trip this week is 64 miles and about 70 minutes of travel time. So a little bit longer than last week. Last week just 56 miles and 58, 59 minutes of travel time. So a little farther this week, but should be a lot of fun for the teams that are involved 
Um, then again, I'm going to circle Mount City, Albany, 62 miles uh, trip there for Mount City over on the road to face a pretty good Albany team. So that's what I have for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast this week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at show underscore straight. Follow me on Twitter at Devin Albertson. Follow Mo 8 Man Football on Twitter. Uh, try to get us to 1,000 uh, followers. I know we just crossed 900 on Friday. I'm really excited about that. Um, we've had this podcast, that Twitter account for just three years now. It's at 927 followers. Um, so if you guys could keep retweeting our stuff and telling people to follow the account, get us to 1,000, reach more people as possible, and shine some light on these kids. They all deserve it. I'll have the stats posted tomorrow. Hopefully that attracts some more followers as well. Um, so, yeah, that's what I have for you guys. You guys have a great rest of your week. And Friday Night Football will be with us before you know it, week three preview is over here on Straight Up Sports. Mm-hmm.